All right, so um, I'm going to redo the uh, Dallas Cop Killer. Um, this is about Amber Geiger. I mispronounced her name earlier um, in the first segment, uh, but that's all right. Um, I think a lot of people have been reading, um, finding out more information um, on this particular case, and there's a lot of different, um, I mean, there's so much information, um, in this case out there, uh, that's not being told, I mean, there's just so many, um, uh, stories, and there's so much information being suppressed about it, but, um, Amber Geiger, as you all well know, is the, uh, Dallas police officer that, um, killed a man in his apartment and um, there's been uh, so many uh, circumstances that have surrounded this case that have made it um, really um, hard to uh, understand and follow um, you know when looking at the context of the law and how um, they're able to um, make a lot of us feel like it's not what it really is. And, and again, this is a person that walked into another person's home and shot them and killed them. That's what happened. Um, you know, it, it, it shouldn't make any difference whether or not she was a cop. Um, it shouldn't make any difference whether or not, um, the door was open or whether it wasn't open or, you know, she thought it was her apartment or what she didn't think it was her apartment. Um, because I think those are all the things that really start to confuse us about this particular case. Amber Geiger. 31-year-old white woman walks into a black man, a young man, 28 years old. Um, I think at the time, maybe he was even 27, but no here nor there. 27, 28-year-old young man. Um, he's watching or he's eating ice cream, sitting down on his couch. And, you know, everybody is so concerned with, uh, you know, her mindset, you know. Well, let's flip that for a second and let's um, think about his mindset. Okay, put your, put, just, just entertain the thought, right? Pretend for a moment you're in your apartment. Someone. And you don't know, because it all happened so fast, right? That's that's exactly what she said. It happened so fast. So, since it happened so fast, let's just put our our thought process, our um, intentions, if you will, mens rea, um, into his mind. He sees someone in his home, and 
honestly, I don't, I don't, I don't believe the the story of uh, the doors uh, being open because I heard those doors lock. So let's just pretend he gets a knock at the door, right? And he opens the door. It's his apartment. He can do whatever the hell he wants. That's He never went outside of his apartment. If she came in his apartment and she started barking like a police officer would, she has no right to do that. And I think, you know, from everything that's being said, because here's, here's another thing about that case, is that nobody ever talked about, and this is, this, this, this is a very key, important part of the case. Nobody ever talked about the relationship that's, 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 that's the most obvious when you think about it. Her apartment and his apartment have a relational value uh, to each other. One's right on top of the other. One's right on top of the other. So, when you think about that, forget about the shooting, forget about, you know, everything just for a second, but they're connected by one thing, and that's that ceiling and that floor. So, when you think about, um, you know, him being on the fourth floor and her being on the third floor, and we know that he's a singer, and he probably is a spiritual person, and, I mean, there's a lot of uh, information out there that talk about, you know, he, he sings. I mean, people, like, on the other side of um, his uh, hallway can hear him singing, and he um, is, like, I, I'm pretty sure he's, like, a devout Christian, because Everything from his church to um, the testimonies that were given um, in trial, on trial, and the articles that you can find about him going to church and, you know, being uh, filled with, um, you know, that spirit of uh, Christianity um, would lead me to believe that maybe, just maybe, uh, you know, he is a person that jumps up and down um now the reason that i say that is because a lot of things aren't being said now there were noise complaints um i believe that she had been in that apartment uh between two and three months um she's young and she's smart and she's a police officer and i don't buy that um you know that she didn't know where she was at i just you know, you not knowing that you're in your apartment, you not knowing that the floor mat, you not knowing that, you know, that you're in the wrong parking lot, you not knowing all that to me, um, that that sounds really fishy, okay? But the relationship, they, they said that there was a noise complaint on the day of the incident. That's a huge deal, and... I just found that out, um, you know, today, and that's why, that's part of the reason I'm redoing this video, and I'm going to delete the other one, but, uh, you know, 
nor here nor there. Um, there's so many circumstances that surround this case that are like, whoa, if you haven't heard, um, you know, what happened, uh, you know, it's basically, let me take a couple of steps back. She basically said that she thought that she was at her apartment. Uh, she'd only lived there for a short amount of time. Uh, the people that live in the complex say that, you know, it's easy to make that kind of mistake. Yet, that's what the police are saying. But, you know, when they did other interviews that weren't, like, on that um, side of uh, Geiger, um, then those people are saying that, no, you see signs, you see, uh, you know, different um, different things that would have told you that basically you're not on the right floor um, and they're marked and they're, you know, leveled off um, to be very different. Well, there was also um, somebody in the uh, jury, and now that I remember it uh, a little bit later, he said that um, he was coming in uh, to the uh, parking lot and he remembers that he saw her outside of her car outside of her car and um you know she denied it um and i don't know how big of a deal that really is um you know because he said you know i there's no way that you can miss a cop and um she states that she never got out of her car she parked she went to her uh room and that's another thing is that those um i don't know what they call them but they call them like i don't know like um some kind of doors that have uh like fire fire doors or something they have a they have like a spring uh to where like if you leave it alone they just close and they have the uh electronic key uh that basically lets you in and out and um the people um, and the complex can tell when uh, people enter and open the door or close the door. None of this information has been released. Um, you know, I find that fishy uh, because they can tell us when the doors were open, when the doors weren't open. Uh, you know, we didn't have access to any of that information, um, especially since that was a big part of the trial um, or a big uh, part of the case that would have cleared, uh, you know, this uh, particular circumstance up. Um, you know, because she said that she stuck her key in there. The door was already open, but by her sticking the key in there, um, she could actually push the door open. And at that point, that's when she apparently saw the silhouette. So getting back to like what she saw, what he saw, you know, if, if, if I'm in my apartment and somebody, um, first of all, opens my door, you know, I'm probably going to be screaming at him, but nor here nor there i want to get back to also um you know what 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 he must have um you know been thinking you know i mean either way you know he's in the right that's his house he's in his house um you know if she uh came in or if she was knocking on his door or if she was yelling at him and she's a police officer with the weapon i think that police officers uh you know don't don't take that shit no matter if they're on duty off duty in the wrong or in the right uh, you know, maybe, uh, you know, he, uh, you know, said some threatening things to her because she's acting, uh, you know, like a bitch at this point, you know, by yelling about the noise level or noise complaints, because that's exactly what she did. She complained to the office. She complained to the office about this incident. And then she was getting home late at night or whenever it was, 
uh, later on in the evening, uh, you know, 10, 11 o'clock. Um, and this is what happens. But the complaint was made earlier in the day, you know, and I don't think that there was any remorse. I don't think that, you know, she tried to perform CPR. I don't think that she ever showed a uh, particular value in trying to save his life. And that is um, something that I would have expected to see in any person that is just human. She didn't have any blood on her. She didn't have any blood on her at all whatsoever. She said that she tried to perform CPR. She, act she actually tried to make it sound like she didn't know CPR. Um, so I don't know where you're going with that. Are you saying that you didn't or you did? Because she said she did try. But at the same time, she was saying that she really didn't know how to do it. So why would she say that she really didn't know how to do it if she said she didn't? You know, these are all contradictions that you have to really, really, really ask yourself, like, you know, what do they mean, you know? And, um, you know, you would think if somebody has been on the force, uh, you know, for the amount of time that she had been on the force, um, you know, because she had already been there long enough to get promotions, uh, you know, I think that it was like uh, over three years. Uh, she had already performed um, enough uh, time to uh, become like a uh, special type of police officer that doesn't do what regular police officers uh, do. They actually go in and, um, you know, look, uh, you know, for suspected, uh, you know, crime. Um, that's what, you know, was said that, you know, it's more of like a, a, a you know, you're not uh, on call as much. You know, you're more of like an elite looking for, um, you know, the crimes themselves. Um but yeah, I mean, there's other things like uh, there was a person that, uh, you know, got killed two days after the trial. Um, you know, the neighbor that lived, uh, you know, on the other side. See, that, that's that's another thing. The people that lived in that apartment close or connected to that police officer are now dying and they're black. You know what I'm saying? Like her wall was set or her floor was separated by his floor. Or, or ceiling. And then the person directly across from him is dead two days after he gives or the, you know, after the closing arguments. And he was the, he was one of the only witnesses in the whole trial that said, you know, he did not hear Amber Geiger give those orders to put your hands up. Let me see your hands. Let me see your hands. Let me see your hands. What I do remember her saying is, um, you know, I didn't, I, I didn't know I was in my apartment, but I didn't know I was, it, it was my, it wasn't, I didn't know, um, it was my apartment. I didn't know it was my apartment. I didn't know it wasn't my apartment. She said it over and over and over and over again, which in, in my mind just seems like she was just trying to make psych herself out into believing, um, you know, her own bullshit. And I think that a lot, a lot, a lot of times, uh, people that are used to taking advantage of other people, uh, you know, their guilt, um, you know, that's how they do it. That's why they manifest these lies, uh, you know, even culturally, uh, to make themselves feel better about their, um, wicked atrocities, you know, and, I, 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 I just, I, I, I don't 
by this story. That guy got killed, um, you know, a couple of days afterwards. They said it was a botched drug deal. Uh, they said they found uh, marijuana in uh, Botham Jean's apartment. And after all the things that we now know about Botham Jean, uh, you know, being involved in his church, uh, almost, uh, you know, hitting partner status, uh, you know, being pretty much a square and uh, an accountant. And, um, you know, they were um, already considering him as a partner, um, kind of like a lawyer would be like in a firm, uh, you know, an accounting firm. Uh, you know, I mean, he was like, you know, a pretty high stature. Uh, you know, he'd come from, uh, you know, uh, uh, um, a very, very, very um, humble beginnings. Um, you know, he was, I think, put in high school at 11 years old. Um, you know, he was, uh, you know, like one of the talented and gifted students um, out of like, I think, 31 people on an entire island uh, to be that gifted or something like that. I mean, there's all these things that you can, you, you know, you, I feel like they're trying to discredit, you know, the people to retry this case and not have anybody uh, up against them. And it really sounds, you know, from my uh, understanding that these police officers are doing some shady 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 things and um there's another uh there was a gag order on a uh another individual that filmed uh the 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 officer when she was uh pacing and you know here's another thing is that she had made some racist comments on a text message referring to uh, Martin Luther King and when um, they had the, um, I guess, uh, parades or something like that or some kind of, uh, I think it was Martin Luther King Day and they had something going on and uh, she basically um, said some racist things that I think were not allowed into the court uh, but, you know, you can actually look at, you know, look, you know, look online and um, she had made some comments that were derogatory, uh, you know, towards uh, MLK and the whole situation of um, appearing to be racist. And um, I think that uh, the judge did not allow that uh, into the court. Now, why the brother got up and hugged her in the middle of the court, um, you know. I don't know. I, I don't know what, what's up with that. Um, I don't know why they put a gag order in that uh, one chick that, uh, you know, uh, was filming and recording. Um, you know, she was also having an affair, uh, you know, with uh, one of the police officers um, by the name of Martin something. Um, and she was texting him. Uh, you know, to, uh, you know, hurry up and get over there while she was making her calls. She was texting, uh, you know, she was on the phone. And this is all during the time that um, this man, Botham, Gene, is dying. I'm going to tell you something, man, as, as, as just me. And the reason that um, I feel... Uh, I feel compelled to um, try to research this case more and more accurately um, to uh, give a better understanding of the story is because I just I feel like it's it's necessary. I feel like 
Um, he wasn't, he wasn't, his life, his, his life wasn't taken seriously. Like, nobody gave a damn about this guy. Um, you know, from the people that administered the, the, um, the investigation, uh, the judge that handed down the sentence, and, um, the jury that decided that, you know, 10 years, 5 years, um, is a possible parole, you know, I mean, they, they didn't look at this as if it was really, you know, um, as serious as it is, I mean, because, I'll tell you this, I mean, if it was my life, or my mom's life, or my brother's life, I'd want to know all the circumstances around it, and if I understood that, then I'd be looking for a lot more than what she got, she, she could possibly be in prison for five years, and get off in, in, in good behavior, and, um, when I say this, um, if, 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 if this had happened to me, if, if I had, um, accidentally, if I had accidentally hurt somebody, let's just take the shooting thing out, because that just don't sound like an accident all by itself, it just, <laughs> it doesn't sound like an accident when, when you're talking about shooting, but if I had accidentally, like, I don't know, um, ran over somebody, I don't, I don't need that don't even really sound accidental, but it sounds a lot more accidental than shooting somebody. But if I accidentally um, hurt somebody, I, I, I would, I would, I would have a certain amount of empathy and sympathy above, above everything else. And that's, I think where you know some of the 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 questions start is like you know when when she got on the phone with nine one one. Listen to the conversation. It, it it's not like oh my god, you know. I mean, first of all, you know the 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 phone call should be just something that you do to get somebody out there. You know, you don't have to even hold the phone to your ear as long as you dial nine one one and just tell them that you're an officer. And someone was shot. They already know where you're at. She knows that. And, um, you know, she wouldn't have to go on, you know, up and down, up and down. And, you know, she could have just told him, you know, hey, her own apartment. She knew where if she supposedly thought she was in her own apartment, she already knows her address. All she would have had to do was just tell him, you know, the, the name of the apartment complex. And they would have found her in a lot sooner time than just. Having all that dialogue that she had with them. I don't know. That sounded more like an act or a show. Uh, to uh, say 30 times. I thought it was in my own apartment. I thought it was in my own apartment. I thought, you know. I mean she did more of that. Than um, really. What I'm getting at is you know. Grab the phone. Dial 911. Hey. Man down. I'm an officer. Send somebody. She, could, she didn't even have to do that man. All she had to do was get on a radio. She had a radio. She had a police radio. And she don't have to call 911. It's like she did that for show. All she had to do was just call on her radio and get somebody out there. 
Cops don't have to call fucking 911. They already have all that shit built into them. Man, I'm not even a cop, and I, I'm, I'm almost 100% sure that now that I'm having to think about it. And this is the first time I ever thought about that. They don't, they're already, they already have some kind of lifeline. Officer down, boom, they send automatic ambulance. Uh, I think all she has to say is shots fired. They automatically send out a fucking ambulance. Man, this is some fucking bullshit, man. She didn't have to make that fucking phone call. That shit was for show. And um, that's kind of what I'm getting at, you know. Um, but but again, let's just go back to that. You pick up the phone, 911, shots fired, I'm an officer. Throw the phone down. She can, st- you know, they can still hear her on the phone. And if she really was really trying to help that guy out, she would have just been using that gauze uh, to slow the be- bleeding, you know, pull his shirt off, you know, wrap him. You know, do whatever she could. You know, pump him. You know, I don't know what the hell she said when she says, I did a sternum rub. I don't believe that. I don't even know what a fucking sternum rub is. But it sure ain't stopping the bleeding. You know, you couldn't even hear the dude. I think... (sighs) Man. It sounds like... She... I don't think she was near the body. You never heard him. I, I didn't hear him breathing. I would have thought you would have heard him breathing, like, you know, gasping for air and dying if she was there trying to pump his chest. I don't fucking believe that, man. I don't believe that she was trying to help him. I think she was trying to stay the fuck away from him because he was being too loud and he was saying shit. And what I'm saying is, is if she really was trying to help him, then all she had to do within those five seconds, uh, shots fired, I'm a Dallas officer, send help now, throw the phone down, and then she could have been pumping on him, you know. And stopping the bleeding, doing something, you know, like, you know, like at least sympathetic, empathetic, saying, hey, what's wrong? You okay, man? You're going to live. Hold on, hold on, hold on. You know, holding the blood inside of his body, you know, because she knows that's what's going to happen. The dude's going to bleed out and you got to keep all that blood in there. I mean, that 15 minutes of that fucking bullshit ass conversation or however long she took to get somebody, I think was to make sure that he died. She didn't want him to live because if she did, then um, he was going to be able to fucking talk shit about her and the case and what happened in the real. She shot him twice. She said that she shot him to kill him. She said when she shot him, she shot him to kill him. And she tried to blame all that on the training and everything else. And, um, you know, the more and more I read about this case, the more and more that I understand this case, the more and more... I get pissed off, and the more and more I don't trust these uh, fucking cops. I'm not saying that there's not good cops out there, man. I'm not saying that. I, I, I wish they were all good cops, but man. That dude dying two days, that's a little bit mysterious. This uh, lady that, uh, you know, had, uh, you know, a gag order where she can't come out saying that she got fired from a job. And uh, she's having to start her whole life over again. Man. Ain't sounding right. Ain't sounding right at all. I don't know. Just kind of... A little worried about the world, man. This is what we got to deal with. You know, getting shot and killed. I don't know what else to say about this case. Other than, um, you know, the testimonies. um, You know, that were in it. Sounded botched. Um, 
it's all online. You can check it out. Um, but yeah, I'm gonna go ahead and end this because I think um, I pretty much said everything I wanted to say about it. Peace out.